Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen, powered by ELEC A25. We are thrilled to join you on WWDB 860 AM and 97.5 HD2, part of the Beasley Media Group, ready to help you move into the weekend, talking about all the news in the world of sports. Jeff, I know you're not over your, your win last week with Michigan, so so we're going to go Michigan heavy at the start, right? <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right. Why, why Look we... at that. You, you got me to smile instead of being the curmudgeon who sat there and said, I didn't watch Thursday night football. I didn't. And yes, the answer is I did not watch Thursday night football, which was a Cowboys Seahawks. You not missed happening. you missed the Seahawks wearing those sweet blue throwback uniforms. So I did Ooh. enjoy that. Oh wait, so they wore the gym they wore the Jim Zorn yeah. uh, Steve Largen jerseys. Yes, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, okay. you would right. you would have liked it if you would have turned it on, but it's okay. No, wait, wait, you you think that I am watching I am not that generation that will watch because of the uniform. No, I, I might turn not. it off because of the. Uniform, I, I was going to say, you I'm would not do turning the, it on. You would the do the opposite. You would turn something off because of the field or the court or the uniforms, as opposed to turn it on. Like, yeah, because like like you're Mr. Ratings guy. Yes. So so I don't know if you saw that they they came out. The NBA came out with information that the viewership is up. Yes, because of the in season courts. Yes, and the courts. Did you see the game the other night? Like an early uh, uh, season just, game. Okay, just, just so we're clear, you just said, did you see the game the other night? I'm pretty sure that nobody I, knows what you're okay, talking about because I, I don't know what you're well, talking about. I was about. going what to game? get to it. I'm sure you saw maybe potentially highlights and you didn't see the game. The Kings played Golden <laughs> State in like what would be a meaningless preseason game. Right. And it was really intense because of the opportunity for the Kings to advance in this in-season tournament and knock out mm-hmm. Golden State. So the atmosphere was fantastic. Nobody would have cared about that game at this time of year. I still don't really care about it, but it was fun to watch it. <laughs> anyway, I'll let you get to Michigan. Let's let's get to it. All right, let's talk some college football. Jeff, you and I have had a lot of fun talking about Michigan this season. Uh, who better to join us than the host of the M Zone show on WTKA AM 1050, Monday to Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. Jamie Morris, thanks for joining us again, man. No, thanks for having me. I, it's great to be back. The guys are really doing well because you guys keep letting me come back in. Uh, are you? Well, wait, wait, Jason, I'm going to cut you off. Here okay. you're, you, for those that can't see I us, have my, yes, Jeff he's wearing his Rucker shirt. So well, I'll ask the question. Do you ready? want me to put ready, on ready, Michigan Jamie, stuff? Who's got it better than us? Okay. Exactly. You're <laughs> right about that. Nobody. All right. So tell, so tell me about it out there since I don't have the ability to ask the first question because I'm a Rutgers kid. Uh, Jeff always gives me a hard time about not going to a big time football school. I saw you guys storm the field at the big house. It was one of the coolest overhead shots I've seen from cameras on TV. Talk about what it was like this week out in Ann Arbor. It was I, I mean, it, it was a moment. I mean, as a former player, it's it, it, it's it's um, it's breathtaking. You want that. This is the game that this is what you come to Michigan for. You come to this type of game. This is what the coaches, when they recruit you all the way back when Bo Schembechler, when he, when he came to my house and when he, when I got to go to the stadium, you could see the remnants of the goalposts because they used to rip the goalposts down after the game and carry them out. And it was, it, it, those are the things we remember. Now we hadn't we hadn't beaten Ohio State since this three game threat. And I look for us when uh, on my radio show we were just talking about this. How do you when you take these three victories? How do you line them up? Well, I said 
the number one the number one game is two is the one in Columbus last year because I love beating I love beating Ohio State in Columbus because it, it goes quiet. It's just they go home. They're not they don't talk smack or anything like that. And then beating them at home again. That's it's Michigan. We don't storm the field for anybody, but Ohio State. That's what it's about. When you call it the game, that's what it is. It's about the game. And then when there's implications that are that high for that team, I mean, for me, I'm going to say this. I'm not a historian. I've been around the program for maybe 38 years. But in my 38 years, I know all the way back to 1969, okay, and going forward. 69 is an important year because they beat this, the team of the decade, which was Ohio State at that time. They could, they could compete with the Green Bay Packers. Okay. That's what they were saying. And then I go, I, I, I come up to 90, 97. That's a great year. That's a taking, winning that national championship and having Charles Woodson in that 97. And they, they win a mythical national championship. And then. The game 2000 and then 2020, I mean, excuse me, 20, 2021, that game brought us, it let America know that we were back. Michigan was back. And then this game right here, recognizing, you know, you know, that all this, I'm not going to cuss, all the <laughs> stuff that we went through, all the stuff that they said we did, we cheated. Are you kidding me? That validated, we didn't need to cheat. We don't need nobody's signs. We whooped that. We whooped that butt. I'm just. I'm. I'm gonna keep it together. But I'm just saying, we whooped that butt. Now, that was one of the greatest games as as a one of the greatest Michigan games because as a as a spectator for me because Ohio State went back and forth with them. They got they got they got big and they 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 plowed that ball in that third quarter and they got it going and we our defense was giving up a little bit and uh and then Zach Zinner. And one of the worst injuries you could sustain. I mean, it's good that the, the reports are he that ankle can be rehabbed and he can yeah. come, he can continue his career, which is great, great news. But when you when you when this kid came back, he came back for a reason. And I'm getting emotional. I'm sorry. He came back for a reason to to go to the national title. Three years these kids have been here, and it took three years to get to this spot. And the way they took Jim Harbaugh from us, we 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 suspended him for three games, and then the Big Ten comes in and decides to suspend him. No 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 justice, no no process, no nothing. You just do that. That that doesn't happen with the NCAA. You're not supposed to do that. But the little thirteen go and cry to daddy, the new commissioner, <laughs> and I, I I I've got to suspend you. I'm not going to suspend you because you're the coach of the team. I'm suspending you because you're a figurehead of the University of Michigan. You could have suspended the president, you idiot. Who cares? I mean, the president is more important than the, than the co- football coach, right? He runs. The, he runs the university. Anyway, that being said, Zach Zinner and the the stand the, the crowd went crazy chanting his name. The next play that that offense ran, they ran for a touchdown. Touchdown. And after that. We smoked them like a like like a like a pack of cools. After that, it was what, what, Jamie. What is it like when you're on the field and one of your players, one of your teammates, one of the guys that you've gone through all of this with, suffers a serious injury in front of you? For for us, you hear 
you know, you see all the players, you see how quiet it gets. And you, and you would think that for players, they start thinking, what if it, what if I'm next or things like that? No, but this, this team didn't do that. This no. team got together and said, this, now we're going to do it for Zach. And as you said, the next play, they had a touchdown. What is it like to be on the field when that happens? And what is the mindset of, of an athlete when that happens? Well, for this team, I, I, I can only speak for what I, what I, what I saw. This team, it could go one way or the other. You can feel sorry for yourself. We, we lost one of our one of our leaders, or we're going to win this for him. And that's the way they took it. Is we're we're going to win this for Zach. Zach Zinner had been there for four for five years, and he came back to fin- finish unfin- unfinished business. And when he made a commitment to come back, everybody else followed suit. So when he went down, yeah, there that, there was a lot of guys hanging their heads, feeling bad for, and you can hear that. It was it it was um it was JJ it was Blake it was um some other guys some of the defensive guys we need to do this for Zach we need to get to the next we need to get to the next level and they did I well, mean, not they get to the next level JJ and Blake came back especially Blake Blake Corum could have gone pro he right could have been a high draft pick last year he chose to come back to pursue this with his teammates does having Blake and JJ on the sideline, on the field, when that happens, how important is that in that moment? JJ, JJ just clear, briefly went over to Zach's parents and yep. gave them a hug before they ran that next play. That this team has leaders, it seems. No, that are, you're right. that are doing things that are extraordinary. Yeah, look, the, the one thing about this is why I call it the greatest team in Michigan history. Because this team did not play. I'm going to say this. There is no way a Bo Schembechler coach team could have could have went out and won six games without their whole head coach. Because Bo was everything to us. He barked out. He was he was that he was that instrumental to the play of the game. These kids, I went to a I went to a spring, I went to a spring practice. They ran the practice themselves. They, they, they're all leaders. They're all, there's no followers on that team. That team decided for themselves that they were going to win at that point. Now, Sharon Moore did an excellent job. I mean, should he win the Burroughs Award? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, after the three games that they suspended Jim Harbar for from Penn State to Maryland to uh, Ohio State, I mean, anybody else got a better resume? Anybody else? You tell me. So, I mean, I talk. I just talked to the Iowa people, and they think their coach, their assistant, uh, their defensive coordinator has done a great job, and he has. I got nothing against that, but run that resume. You played Penn State in Happy Valley, and then you go to Maryland. Maryland, and you are looking ahead. Yes, you, the team did look ahead a little bit, trying mm-hmm. to get through Maryland, and they they got through, and then they played their arch nemesis. So talk to us about Sharon Moore. You know, I, I had fun. I joked with Jeff about, you know, the after game reaction. I, I could have done without that after the first game. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, the job that that he did, you know, we can talk about what happened with the Big Ten and Jim Harbaugh, how it all went down, stepping in as the guy when the coach wasn't there. And Jeff's talked about it on the show before the relationship that Harbaugh and J.J. McCarthy have between plays and, sure. and not having that there. Talk about the job that Sharon Moore did in these couple games. Well, Sharon Moore is today. I mean, this year is the first time he's he's not a coach. He is the offensive coordinator and the offensive line coach. 
That being said, him and JJ, and he he worked with JJ. Jay, everybody, we knew that JJ was going to take over this offense because we dominated last year. We dominated from the running game. For two years, we dominated with the running game. Nobody likes to get run on. So everybody was going to make JJ beat them. His resume, I mean, he had, I'll say he had two bad games. I'll say it's Bowling Green was one where he threw three interceptions and Maryland was, was a bad game. Yeah, but it was a bad game for him. That being said, JJ has matured beyond his years. If he wants to leave, he, he could. He's contemplating. I heard his dad today on the radio. They're contemplating. They're looking at all, all sides and seeing, but Jay, if, don't be surprised that JJ may come back because he loves it's you're around a family. These, these kids are like a family. They, they, the, the, the kind of relationship they had with, with one another is incredible. What what has it been like to watch Sharon Moore's uh, evolution to a, a head coach in waiting? The fact the fact is is that that Penn State game he did something that I don't know many offensive coordinators would have the guts to do, which is to run a game plan in the second half where you just ran the ball. Mm-hmm. There was only one pass play, and that didn't even count because it was a pass interference. The entire second half to put it on the shoulders of your offensive line and your run game and risk being criticized if it doesn't work is not easy for a guy who's an offensive coordinator right now. No, you're right. But he went to what uh, what what we were at here at Michigan, which is our bread and butter. He I mean, look, it first of all it it it's it highlights both Jerome Moore and JJ McCarthy. It shows you that JJ doesn't care about stats or anything like that. Doesn't care about the individual awards like the Heisman Trophy or anything. Because he was at that at that time, he was probably third, uh, third or fourth for the Heisman Trophy. Right. Didn't throw the rest of the game. He went like this. Did the team win? Yes, I'm cool with it. And for Sharon Moore, it's a genius move. Look, we couldn't block those edge rushers. Chop Robinson. He that's an All Pro. That's a kid that's coming that that's not coming back, and he'll be he'll be right next to Michael Michael Parsons when he when he gets there. He's that kind of player. I mean, that kid was awesome. So look, we could have you know I think it was easier for us to run the ball against them, just blocking them up. And we have extra linemen. I, for the first time, we used the portal. We used it in the right way. We brought in offensive linemen, and they filled in. They, as you can see, they play tight end. We were coming, we were coming downhill and seeing who wanted some. So you guys currently sit at number two behind Georgia in the latest rankings. You control your own destiny. Got the Big Ten title game this weekend mm-hmm. against one of the worst offenses in modern football. Uh, you said that I did. <laughs> I, I, look, I, I spent years working in Iowa. They are a, and look, they, they had it over under of twenty seven and a half against Rutgers, and it went right. under. So, I, I, like, I'm watching what's <laughs> going on here. So, you guys are twenty three point favorites on Saturday. Uh, talk to me about. The feeling out there as Jim Harbaugh returns from this four-game suspension, I've joked with Jeff about this. He doesn't think it's anything. I'm going to find it interesting when Michigan wins and Tony Petiti has to hand Jim Harbaugh the trophy for the Big Ten champion on the stage afterwards after suspending him for four games. Jim Harbaugh is the head coach of the University of Michigan. He will not embarrass the University of Michigan. I guarantee you he will be he will be grateful. He will accept the award. He will hand that trophy to Sharon, and then Sharon will hand it to the players around him. So 
it 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 will he will handle himself accordingly. There'll be no in 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 in, in a, whatever people think he will handle himself uh, like a like a head coach at the University of Michigan should. Jamie, I, I believe you had a chance to play with Jim. I did, and, and, and so the the person that he is now, the coach that he is now, the lightning rod that he is now. Is this different than the person that he was at Michigan or is, has he remained consistent in, in the way that he's approached competition, the way that he's approached the university, the way he's just approached life? Everybody changed. Nobody stays the same. Jim Harbaugh, he was a great, he was a great quarterback. He was a, he, he's a coach on the field, but his dad was a coach. His brother's a coach. So, I mean, he, he's adapted. He, I mean, Jim's one of those old school coaches that wanted to, like Bo Schimbeckler, what I say goes. But this is a new, this is a new time and a new era that we have with kids where we, kids want to have part ownership now. And Jim learned that. In 2020, he made a lot of changes in that coaching staff that everybody, everybody doesn't talk about. But moving that coaching staff around and bringing coaches in, younger coaches in, and different things like that. And now they listen. It's crazy. They listen to music during during uh, during practice and different things like that just to, you know, it's just part of the thing. They're, I mean, the the locker rooms, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great thing. Jim Harbaugh has now, he lets his, his coordinators run their teams. And it's, it, as he would call it, it's complimentary football. That's how they play complimentary football and he's done a great job could i see jim harbaugh doing this yes in answer to your question he is he is uh he understands things he's been through it i asked no man and this is bo shimbeck well this is really fielding young joe's i asked no man to do anything that i haven't done myself i got it I got to ask, we're, you know, reaching that part of the season that, that Jeff hates where it's, uh, is Jim Harbaugh going to be back next year? Uh, Harborary. It's coming soon. That's yes, what we call it. Harborary. Yes. And this year, in addition to it, you have, although the Big Ten's action is done, Right. Who knows whether the NCAA will find something to not, do something? Not no, 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 not no. Like, like actually find something to start something. I don't mean right. actually do anything. It's the NCAA. They don't act right. that fast. Um, but Santa Ono said he hopes he comes back. <laughs> They'll see what happens. He trusts him. I'm asking two Michigan men here. Uh, we're reaching that time of year. Is Jim Harbaugh going to be your coach next year? Uh, I'm going to give you two answers. Jim still has that itch to win that Super Bowl that he missed. Jim still has that itch to get there. He hasn't found the right team yet. If he if he does, then there'll be interest for him. And he will um, you know, he'll I think he if it's if everything's right, I I think yeah. I mean, if he accomplishes let's just say if he accomplishes here what he is on the verge of right now, he could leave. He could possibly leave. You know, I, well, that's, well, that's one answer. What was the other one? The other answer is Jim's <laughs> going to sign a long contract with the university and, and he's going to stay here and say, I, I'm done. I, I just want to, I want to, I want to do it all here. And he's going to stay here. I don't know about you, but, but for the first time, I feel like even if Jim leaves, things continue on the good path. I think that 
with with Sharon here and potentially being the guy that takes over, mm-hmm. Jesse Minter taking over, I think that he's put the pieces in place. Yeah. That if that if everything happens the way we all want and it ends with a trophy at the end of the season and he walks, people will not feel the same way they were going to feel at the end of last season and the season before when it looked right. like he was going to walk. I think, Jeff, you, you, you're hitting it on the head. I think we look, as I said, this coaching staff needs to be credit with a lot of things. There are guys on this on that staff. We got we have former players on that staff. We have coaches that come in and show their real raw emotions to these kids. And these kids look at them like an uncle or a father. And they they love they love their coaches. They give everything they can to play. So uh, Sharon Moore, yes, I would. It would be terrible to have Sharon Moore leave uh, after this. But he could leave. He could leave. And um, the problem is, is that you don't want him to. And if if he does sign another, con- if Jim does sign another co- contract, I think the university needs to sign a contract with Sharon Moore. This is just me talking as a coach in waiting. Look, I, I think that's a smart movie showing what he can do. Uh, we did want to ask you before we let you go. Uh, larger well, well make sure you call Ward and tell him that. Oh, you know I will. <laughs> you know I'm always... I figured you guys gotta do this. I, damn it, come on! I figured all you Michigan guys are just texting each other all the time about that stuff. Oh yeah, dude, uh, we got the Michigan <laughs> network. We, we I know Jeff's on all these. I'm, different I'm sure Ward is thrilled. Je- about Jeff is too. like busy not responding to me while the Michigan people are blowing up his phone about everything. So I, I get it. I know you guys are all talking. <laughs> the Michigan man, he gets it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, understand. I understand. I did want to R- ask the Rutgers guys get get on the do not disturb list. Easy there, Tiger. <laughs> okay, so talk about the rest of the teams in the college football playoff. It, you know, this is the last year, hopefully before we expand to 12 teams, when everybody can lose their mind over teams, 13, 14 and 15 that don't make it. Uh, I root for chaos every year on the last weekend. Cause I just think it'd be fun for college football. How do you think it's going to shake out? Georgia's got Alabama looks like two kind of open spots to see who gets them for the other two spots in the CFP. What are you thinking? Well, I, I think there's a small, there may be a small, Chaos from uh, I think Oregon will beat Washington, and I think Louisville has a shot at Florida State, especially I, without um, their quarterback. Yes, you're right. Florida State doesn't have their quarterback, but the kid played well. I mean, he did play well against Florida. He did take some. He he took some shots, and he got up from them. And Louisville so, struggled last week, huh? Louisville struggled last week. That yes, was, that and was... that's that. Well, and look, I, I I'm I'm looking for. Hey, I just want to slot it. I want to play either Washington and Oregon in the uh, in the Rose Bowl. That would be nice because uh, it's the old Rose Bowl right. in versus Pac-12, all of that. Love to do that. And I get it. Um, Alabama's my second team. Everybody's got a second team. They just don't admit it to. But Alabama's my second team. I would love to see Alabama beat Georgia. I just, I just don't think Alabama has enough offense to beat Georgia. But we'll see. I'm, I got my fingers crossed that Alabama makes it happen because then we become the number one seed. And then we still are going to pick the uh, Rose Bowl. If chaos happens, do you see chaos, Ohio State getting back chaos, in? Chaos, chaos, No, so you got you got to, you got to, you got to, it's, don't forget Texas. Everybody's right. forgetting Texas. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, don't, I mean, they're there, but it's, or, it's Oregon and Texas. Those are the two teams I think that get in because everybody's, Everybody's clamoring for them. Uh, I, knew, I think I, 
I know what your answer is going to be, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Who are you most scared of if that Michigan would have to play? Georgia. Georgia in the championship. Okay. I figured you were going to say nobody, but. <laughs> no, Georgia in the championship. I got, look, yeah. I got, I got to, you give, you, they're two time champions. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't beat them, you know, you know the old saying, you got to beat a champ, you got to beat the champ. Right. But I think this year is, a, we, we're, we're, we're a better team than what we were two years ago. We're much, we're, we're a, uh, what do you call it? Um, an older team. Would you want, so we're, would you want Washington or Oregon more? Bo Nix just seems to have that experience from his previous spots at the SEC. No, just... I don't care what comes out of the Pac-12. Bring okay. it on. I'm re- I'm ready for those. Those that I see. You mean the fu- your future Big Ten members? <laughs> That's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> we didn't well, even like, okay. We didn't hey. even get to ask you about that. I'm gonna get to go to the Rose Bowl as a Rutgers fan to see a football game in the regular season at some point because of this. Talk about the well, crazy. As long as you made it clear, not in the postseason. I said right. in the, I, right. I, I yeah. was very <laughs> believe me. I was very clear because I knew that you would jump in. But talk about um, before we let you go, how crazy the new Big Ten will be next year. Oh, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be, I mean, I'm excited about it. I think, I think, um, if you're going to have these mega conference, we've been talking about mega conferences for what, four or five years. They, they said it was going to happen between the SEC and, in the, um, in the Big Ten. So it's happening. It's finally coming, coming, coming to fruition. Look, I, I'm excited about, I would, and you know what? Somebody's got to knock on the door of Notre Dame and say, Hey, if we can get Notre Dame, I, I'm I'm happy, and then hey, Florida State, I take them. I'm, I'm cool with that. I mean, it would be cool to have those the, the, as a super conference, but you know. Yeah, but don't you think that the, the all of this, especially the merging with the, the West Coast teams, is going to kill West Coast football? The the rivalries that were always so good that are so important for college football. There's not going to be any Oregon, Oregon State, and Washington, Washington State, and Stanford, Cal. It's going to be Rutgers, and, USC, man. Come on, Jeff. Okay. okay. <laughs> it, it, ju- it just seems like the, it's going to be harder if you're a West Coast coach to recruit. I know you're in a better conference, but it's going to be hard to recruit kids, I think, out West it, now that you don't have those things that make college football so special. Agreed, but we need to move forward. I agree with you. I hate that the Pac-12. Look, the Pac-12 was offered money for their for 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 their next next TV contract. They didn't take it. Yep. Yeah, they did it's, this to it's themselves. It's your own fault. It's your. I mean, look, you got to build this thing. It 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 happened for the Big Ten. It happened for the SEC. Look, next up, I mean, the Big Twelve or reorganize themselves. I don't know if they'll be successful because they lost their two linchpins. They right. lost. Texas and they lost Oklahoma. Those two teams are going to the SEC. I mean, I hope the ACC survives. I don't. I, I look. I love. I, I'm like you, Jeff. I'm a. I'm an old guy. I love to. I would love to. Uh, and you guys, Jumbo Elliott's calling me right now. It's just <laughs> crazy. But you, you know, it's it, look. It's more of those Michigan men. Yeah, and can you just when you when you talk to him, just say, can he he probably could still play better than most of the Giants' offensive linemen? Now. <laughs> so so if Jumbo can get out there. Can you please send him out there for me? I know I you're would. a Washington guy, but oh, <laughs> I, God, for my Giants, so I want Jumbo back now that at this age. <laughs> I'll tell him that. I'll say, hey, <laughs> that is too funny. 
Uh, Jamie Morris, it is always a blast when we get to catch up with you. Uh, assuming things go as you all plan for Michigan, I hope we get you back as things go forward and you get closer to realizing your ultimate goal. And see okay. you in Houston. We'll see you in Houston. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jamie. We're going to talk again next time, too. Yes. Operating engineers are the men and women that move mountains. And the Engineers Labor Employer Cooperative, ELEC, puts them to work. They create opportunities for the men, women, and union signatory contractors of Local 825, repaving our roads, keeping our homes bright and warm, and even building our favorite team stadium. We understand infrastructure. That's why ELEC and Local 825 are ready to get to work. Okay, did you enjoy your little Michigan rah-rah fest there? Of course I did. I know. A a little love fest between uh, Michigan alumni. I I think that's a good thing. I intentionally. Not only only that, how about the surprise call in by Jumbo Elliott, even though we didn't get the the chance to talk to him yet? That was funny. I intentionally did not challenge you guys on the sign stealing. I do think it will be more than you both are letting on. Oh, you know what? Next time you should do that because you know my opinion. I'm pretty sure you'd get a completely different take from Jamie. Oh, I know where his take would be from. Yeah. But I just think that other people will have a say that will be outside of what the Michigan fan thinks about it. And I think that's why Harbaugh ends up leaving. Yeah, but it but isn't isn't that that why this works for Michigan is that is that teams need something to bond them together in addition to just the game it seems like. Yeah. And and so what Michigan has now done is made this what every team does. I mean, you you kind of rolled your eyes about the Michigan versus everybody stuff, even though there's Philly versus everybody. There's you can go to any town, you can I'm go to cool any college. With, everybody I'm, does it. I'm cool with Michigan versus everybody. I I thought that the um, memorials for Jim Harbaugh, who had not passed away but was just suspended, were a bit much. But I, I'm cool with the T-shirts. I don't mind that, and I think it's smart. What else are they going to do? All they can do is use this as motivation. We talk about whether trash talk motivates people, what motivates athletes. They feel like they're under siege right now, and they've brought themselves together. And look, they're on the verge of getting where you want to go. And and let me ask you a question. How many times or how many teams are there in this country that could have sustained what it is they did? So their head coach – isn't allowed to be on the field with them. Well, Penn State they w- can't win they when went, they have they their head coach. They went to Penn State and beat Penn State there. And then they played their rival in, with arguably one of the top three teams in the country and beat them. Now, in fairness, so, Penn State yeah, and Ohio well, State couldn't win with their head coaches. So just point that well, out. <laughs> okay. Just let okay. me know. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the amazing thing about Ryan Day is Ryan Day talks a good game. Franklin's just... He's just a bad game day coach. Frank Day talks a good game, talks about how this year they're going to be more aggressive and this. And then he gets in the game and he does the same thing. Yeah, I was freezes up. I was surprised. I really thought that they would have learned their lesson last year. It seemed like they were more aggressive against Georgia in the championship game. And they just they turtled up like they had in the past. No, but but that's that's rivalries and that's what the game is 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 this game i mean you there are documentaries on how this game means it's it's odd but this game means more than a championship to the players that are playing and the coaches that are that are that are coaching and the fans and the alumni it really it has become and 
something bigger than that, which is, which to me is what made college football the beauty that it is. It separates it from the NFL. Jim Harbaugh because of the too much. No, because of the the, the rivalries. And, and, and as I mentioned to Jamie at the end, I think West Coast rivalries die here because of the end of the Pac-12. And I think that it's going to kill football out there. I don't, I think in five years, USC and UCLA and Oregon and Washington are going to suffer greatly as a result of this. Yes, they will make more money in the Big Ten, but I don't think they're going to get the same level of athlete to come there because there is not the tradition anymore. They they have literally killed rivalries. You know how I feel about it. I don't like the super conference model. He seems excited about it, by the way. He's like, oh, no, let's go actually, get Notre Dame. I, and let's get Florida I, State. And I'm going to show you how he wasn't. Okay. What did he say was one team that he thinks should be coming into the Big Ten now? Notre Dame. Okay. that's bec- Michigan has a rivalry with Notre Dame dating back forever. Yeah. Rivalries matter. He's not bringing it in because of the rivalry. So is yeah, th- that's absolutely why he What's wants their it. rivalry with Florida State then? He just is the, going by no, the... No, no, sh- that, that's, that's just to round it out. Yeah, he he's just... just thinks that's fun. But the, the Notre Dame thing is because that was a rivalry. Yeah, in, no. In the, year, in, in the time that we went to school, meaning we and me and Jamie, that Notre Dame was almost as big a rival as Ohio State was. Are you as nonchalant as he is about the other options to play against should you beat Iowa this week like everybody thinks you will? What do you mean the other options? I mean, Oregon, I mean, am I worried about things? You know, you, you, you are a concerned Michigan fan. Jamie is not. Uh, uh, well, no, you know what? <laughs> and Because he played there. He played in Rose Bowls. He played with Jim Harbaugh. So. For, for lots of reasons. Uh, <laughs> right. I, no, I, I'm worried... Of all the teams that are left, the the team I think that worries me most, other than Georgia, obviously, is Oregon. That's what I said. I, I, I just think that Oregon is clicking on all cylinders. I watched them in, in the game against Oregon State. They're a really good team. And as you pointed out, Bo Nix is, is playing quarterback as good as anybody in the country and arguably is the guy who should get the Heisman Trophy. How about the uh, possibility that Alabama upsets Georgia, leading to no SEC teams in the Final Four? That's year? not going to happen. I I would be willing to bet you anything you want. And, and granted, I've lost bets. I was going to say thirty-seven we've, years we've, old. We've had shows about just how poorly <laughs> your your wagering skills yes. have been. You, and I'm the one that you don't. By the way, let's, I'm the one that quit gambling. But we've yeah. had shows about how poorly your wagers have worked but out. The, the the fact is is and by the way, our production company is six feet <laughs> over under productions. You don't bet, and I should. Is, yes, is the way that there it works. We go. There we go. <laughs> but I would be willing to bet you that Georgia's in no matter what, and I would be willing to bet you Alabama's not in no matter what. I don't think like, I don't think Alabama can do anything to get in. I think all Alabama no. can do is knock out Georgia. And I hope that there's nothing that Ohio State can get in. See, my my guess is Georgia's in, Michigan's in. Um. The winner of Oregon, Washington should be in. And then it's a question of whether it's Texas or Florida State. Yeah, I think so, too. I I think Florida State had everything, every reason to worry 
until Louisville lost last week. Yeah, but I would if I were Florida State, I'd be concerned without that quarterback. I mean, that's a that's no. A, they should be concerned, but Flor but Louisville could have gone into that game with much more to play for, and and killed themselves in losing last week. So now it's a question of if Florida State wins, they're undefeated. They should go right. the The non chaos scenario is there's four there's four undefeated teams left. As long as they win, that's it. That's the four. There's no no discussion, right? But if if Oregon wins, they have one loss. They should go in over Washington. Bring on and the then, chaos. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I just, you know, I, the one thing that I have gotten from Michigan people all week is they don't want to hear that Ohio State made its way in through the back door. Again. I don't think that happens. I, I really don't see a scenario where where that happens. I mean, I could be wrong. Uh, let's leave college there. So uh, you want Jimbo Elliott back? Your lineman? Jumbo, Jumbo. So you guys, yeah. you guys won last week, though. So that's not going to help you get anything. <laughs> yeah, it, I've been waiting just, all week to talk. It about. just goes to show you. We can spend thirty seconds on the Giants. Yes, it just thank goes you. Just to show you that they literally can't do anything right. I there, there is no benefit to the Giants <laughs> to winning a game the rest of the season, and this whole idea that we now have to go through the charmingness of of. Tommy DeVito and his little symbols with his hands and how his mom makes his bed and all this other stuff. And the hundreds of people lined up yesterday to or the day before to to get autographs of him in front of a pizza place or something like that. I'm highly who, entertained who by the whole thing. I'm who, <laughs> who cares? As somebody who has uh watched side this dumpster fire for a couple of years mm-hmm. with a couple of Giants fans between you and uh, some of our other yeah, guests. Yeah, it's, it's not good. I'm slightly entertained yeah. by the whole thing. All right, let's... And, let, and yet, and yet the, the game that I went to last week was an Eagles game. Yeah, so, all right, have you uh, dried off from that? Bare, barely. You so, know, it is amazing that we were the first row under the, the awning, so, so it, at least that worked out well. But, you know, I gotta tell you, it's, it's hard going down there. If I try to park. I know that people are gonna would would trash me and love to call in here and, and tell me that I'm a hater. It's not. I've been to what over a hundred stadiums across the country and every every sport imaginable. It is the most uncomfortable place to be. It's tight. People are fighting all the time. Yeah, people are drunk like- out of their mind all the time, and and I don't get it. You can. The the poor Bills fan. How do you give a Bills fan a hard time? Okay, they're they're fine, and and, and there there is a sign on the scoreboard that says "rise" or "stand up and clap." There are guys waving their hands, telling everybody to stand up, and the poor Bills fan in the second row is sitting there standing because everybody else is standing. And they're yelling at him, <laughs> threatening him, look, pushing him because he's standing and blocking other people. The Bills fans are harmless. The official position of Jeff Cohen. I, I know they're called the Bills Mafia. I get it. <laughs> they're literally jumping through tables in the parking lot. They, they <laughs> they're four in... Bills fans. Okay. 
Do you, you ever been to Buffalo? No, I didn't. Look, I, you know, me, have you? I, I don't see the point of fighting at games. So, so I've never like, I'm not going to sit there and defend it. I just, I think it's silly. I go to watch the football game. I mean, I more was entertained by what happened on the field than in the stands. Oh, it was a great game. As, as somebody with no rooting interest in it, it was one of the best games that I've ever been to. It, but, you know, although when it's raining and it's cold, you don't want the kicker to kick a 60-yard field goal and go to overtime. It worked out. But it is well. amazing that he made that kick. He's a very good kicker. It's not often mm-hmm. you see your team outgained uh, five, the 505 yards they gave up. Uh, the Bills converted 59% on third down. Philly still won. Uh, they're five. So, how wor- so how, on, the worried, on the Jason worry meter, higher or lower this week are you worried? As a result of that game, I didn't what you saw them in the win. rain, them giving up that many points. I didn't expect them to win last week, and I'm not surprised they gave up a lot of points. I'm not, yeah, but I'm not asking about wins and losses. I'm asking about, you know, th- th- this was a mutter game. And, you know, I, and, was, I was more, I'm more concerned that they keep having to come back. I feel better about where the team is because of how they play, but it's it's not a good thing that you have to keep coming back from down 10 points in the second half. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, that's not a good way to do things. But I, I feel good about what the team's doing. I'm slightly concerned about some of the injuries on defense. It'll probably be exploited this weekend with Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle going after the linebackers. They're, you see they're trying to potentially bring in Shaq Leonard now that Zach Cunningham's going to be out with a hamstring for a little bit. Right. But, I mean, that's the continuing weakness is the linebackers. Their secondary is getting, but the away. offense, the offense took forever to get to get going. They've had that. They, they had a good for what first or second drive, and then after that, it they were they were the only thing that was dry in, people, until after halftime. People say I'm not allowed to complain about Brian Johnson. Okay, I feel much more comfortable. You can with, complain. I feel much more comfortable with Sean Desai. Now, look, mm. I say that, but it's a feeling. Last year, they averaged 28.1 points a game, third in the NFL. This right. year, they're averaging 28.2 points a game, 30 in the, third in the NFL. They're red zone. They're 10 for 10 in the red zone in their last three games. So I get you. I feel that. Like, I watch the game, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is the worst half of football that I've seen them play all season. And mm-hmm. then they come out in the second half, and Jalen Hurts puts up five touchdowns, and it's a totally different story in the rain making this epic tale come out. So, I mean, Jake Elliott has never missed a game-tying or go-ahead field goal in the final two minutes of regulation or overtime ever in his right. career. And I, look, I would want to put him there in the rain, but they weren't even, they gave up the field goal in overtime, came right back down the field for the touchdown. So I, I feel good about the team. I actually think that this week is their hardest game that they'll have all season. Given what they had the last two weeks, given that San Francisco's coming in off a 10 day layoff Mm-hmm. And they had a tough, and the Eagles had a tough match last week. Yeah. And the injuries that they have, like I said, with the matchups there, I'm not to say that they can't, the Eagles can't win. Vegas, though, has the Eagles in a, as an underdog at home. They opened and as a, they should, and, I, and I do think they should be. I mean, if you look at the way the two teams are playing, and if you look at the totality of offense, defense, special teams, where is the real weakness on San Francisco's side? It seemed to be, at least the first half of the season, the offense. Brock Purdy still, I think, has only lost one game since he's been a starter. One game that he's actually made it all the way through. But now that he's got all of his weapons healthy, which has been the first time in a while, I think was last week. Now he's got Debo Samuels. 
He's got Christian McCaffrey. He's got George Kittle. He's got wide Brandon Ayuk. He's got all the offensive pieces. Where is the weakness on the San Francisco roster right now? Their offensive line is their weakness, but it's covered up by the fact that Purdy gets the ball out really fast. So he negates the fact that they can't block as long with how quickly he gets out the ball. And the question and, and, is, well, it's not just that. It's also he's got two guys in the backfield that can that can not only run the ball but can get out for quick you know quick outs and run and get for another 15, 20 yards after the catch. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's going to come down to can can the Eagles defensive line get pressure and we'll see whether Fletcher Cox plays. He, he had a groin injury last week. I mean, did you see how fast Jordan Davis ran down Josh Allen? I think he reached like And how 16. long he had to lay down to catch his breath after. You know what? Okay, let's, yeah. let's just be honest between the two of us, okay? If we ran that yeah. much... That little short sprint right there. Oh, I would blow out a hand. We would never hit 16 yeah. miles an hour and we'd be laying on the ground <laughs> much longer than he was after that. And then, by the way, did you see it came out this week? He apparently has a really good voice and is singing on the Eagles Christmas line. Uh, oh, well, that's important. He has a really good voice. Okay, so what? All right, so getting back to this, it's, yeah. I'm more concerned. So San Francisco's defense is playing a lot better since they've had that trade for Chase Young. They've got 15 sacks in the past three games. They've forced eight takes takeaways and, and opponents have averaged just 10 points a game against them earlier mm-hmm. in the season they struggled against quarterbacks that were able to move so the question is can you employ some of that with Jalen does San Francisco spy him or do they play it straight up and just try to keep him and contain him I don't really know what their approach is going to be either way the NFL is really excited that the Eagles are on in another big game this week because it equals ratings that's and, they also, sure. and they also flex them for another game in the future. The the biggest beneficiary. So Fox this year, if we look at ratings in October, the Jets beating the Eagles got 26 million viewers. Right. Wake Eagles, me when you're done with the ratings. The Eagles went over Dallas got 27 million viewers. <laughs> the Eagles went over Buffalo got 30 million viewers. Well, you may not care, but the TV execs do because the next four weeks of games for the Eagles, they'll be right. the game of the week against the Niners. Mm-hmm. They'll play Sunday night football against the Cowboys, Monday night right. football against the Seahawks, and the Christmas and game Christmas against the Day. Giants. So yeah. somebody out there cares to either hate against the Eagles or love on the Eagles because people are certainly watching, and the NFL knows they're going to get record numbers with them playing. Right. So, whoa, 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 whoa. Good numbers, maybe. Where did you get record numbers? The 30 million viewers that they right. had for the Bills game, uh-huh. it was the largest audience of the season outside Thanksgiving, up 32% from last year's window. Okay, that's not a record. That's the best numbers this year. Up 32% from right. last year. That's a higher okay. number. Sorry, I will be more accurate in the when way I describe When you say record, I'm, I'm thinking best ever. Either, either people are hate watching the Eagles or okay. love watching the Eagles, but they're watching the Eagles. They're watching football when the people Eagles are on the TV. People still do that. You know, th- again, this shows you how old I've gotten that, like, I can't watch a game and just hate the other team. I think I, gotta, they're, I need to have a rooting interest so I'm or be honest, just want a good game. I like Nick Sirianni. But there are definitely people who don't. And really? Don't. Yes. There are For pe- what reason? Because like I understand that like Philadelphia of his didn't like him at first. But. Because of his confidence. Because of his, uh-huh. you know, you can't stop us with the brotherly shove. Because of his emotion on the sidelines. I, for, as a fan, and he's my coach, I like it. But I've had a couple of people say like, oh, you know, whatever. So I don't know. I love people who have nothing better to do than a game than to sit there and wonder what they watch, what the coach is doing on the sidelines. Would you, <laughs> right? With all really, of 
there's a whole bunch of action going on in the field. Don't worry about the, what the coach is doing. With all of the injuries that the Eagles have had, Dallas Goddard still returning from injury. Doesn't look like he'll play again this week after the surgery. Zach Ertz mm-hmm. was released this week. Uh, would you? He asked for his release to try and go play for a contender. Actually right. gave back a game check to be released because clearly the Cardinals care about one game check. Right. Uh, it's like, come on, you're a professional football team, really, dude. Uh, but tell it's me, the Cardinals. Would you would you try to sign a Zach Ertz while you're if you're the Eagles? Does he have anything left? I don't know. Does it matter? Is he better than the people you have? It. it I mean, what they in, until Dallas Goddard is healthy. Yes, yes probably. Yeah. And so that's and, and is the, there a nostalgic aspect to this? I guess. Does is Ertz even allowed to play in the playoffs? Yes. If they get him, so if they get him this late, they can still use him in the playoffs. Yes. Yeah, and that's the whole. Look, what then? What do you have to lose? That's the if whole you reason. Got the cap room, do it. That's the whole reason he asked for his release. He wanted to go play for a contender before his career ends. So he okay, to but try did, to but did he say that he could? Uh, I understand what you're saying, but does he think that Philadelphia is the place to play? I mean, can you imagine he asked for his release and goes and plays for the Cowboys? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to <laughs> see that happen. No. Well, hopefully, Julie will stop him from that. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, we got about eight minutes left. Do you want to talk college sports? Can I ask you a question? Sixers. What? Before we get to the Sixers. You have a question? SI's had a lot of issues this week. Fake <laughs> AI stuff, whatever. Um, I, a, I, for people, you know the, where I'm going better, with this. I know, but for better or worse, I just want to start this with, unfortunately for some, we're not AI generated. This is just us. <laughs> yes. We're for real. Uh, I, They've had issues this week. They named Deion Sanders Sportsman of the Year, Jeff. Oh, I thought you were going with the AI story. No, no, I'm not even going to the... I mean, the AI story is disturbing, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, Having generated content saying by generated by people that aren't real and not disclaiming it is very, very, very concerning in terms of like a news angle. But then you come out with uh, Deion Sanders. Well, wait, it's more concerning because people's livelihoods are at stake. Yes. We have writers, good writers from around the country on all the time. We have authors that are on all the time. People who helped make SI great. But but people who also made the sport better because of the way that they told the stories. That's the thing. These are real storytellers who go, who see, who feel, and then write. And And Sports Illustrated has now said to us, none of that matters. You're all idiots. Like, I don't think I could ever listen or read Sports Illustrated again. Now, I, it's been a while since I had a subscription, to be fair, but to know that this is something that could have happened and they allowed it to happen and, and aren't denying it, right? No, they so, deleted the stories when they were questioned on it. I, I just don't know. Which is even worse, could- by the way. Like it's it's like my kid getting caught for doing something and then trying to hide it afterwards. Just own it. You did it. You did it, and it was wrong that you did it, and it was wrong you didn't tell people you were doing it. And, and it was not only insulting to the readers. What about the other writers there? there? Absolutely. When look, I mean, I'm somebody. Like, who, how do they all not walk out? I used to get Sports Illustrated. That was like the only magazine I got. I read nothing growing up. I just, you know, was my thing. But I got. Did you sports, read Sports Illustrated? Yes. Or just look at the pictures. No, I read Sports Illustrated. <laughs> I, I learned sports reading it, and so 
I like did a double take when I saw Dion was a sportsman of the year. thinking maybe it was some fake AI generated story. Like really dude won four games, turned the whole roster over and he's sportsman of the year. There's nobody else out there in the whole sport. Yeah. I, I, look, I understand like time person of the year is controversial, but it's the person who kind of generates the most news. If that's the way they're doing it, then Deion Sanders is, is the right choice as a sports person of the year. Come on. I would think that it's based on accomplishment. I what does he really accomplish this year? Three extra wins? Yes. that's And that was my my thing. Like, really? Really? And that's on top of, I mean, look, so far we're up to, what are we up to? $118 million that schools are going to pay coaches so far to not coach next oh, year? Yeah, I had to go there. That's- you, 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 you know, look, we all know that you send me <laughs> lots of texts and I only respond to some. You don't respond to any coaching carousel. Those text. I get annoyed. At. I know. Those, 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 if you could see my reaction, those are the ones where swear words might come out. Where's Indiana come up with $15 million for Tom Allen? Come on. For, for, wait, forget forget that they fired Tom Allen. What is going on? James Madison <laughs> gets to Division One, has a great year in Division One, and this guy leaves for Indiana? Yeah. And by the Indiana? way, that $118 million record doesn't count what Michigan State would have owed Mel Tucker they got off the hook for the eighty million dollars for him. Yeah, but the, the statistic you're talking about doesn't matter because most of it is J- is Jimbo Fisher's. So who cares? It's still real. Like three quarters money. of it is one coach. It's still real money, though. Okay, but the, this whole uh, let's not. I, I can't spend one more minute talking about the <laughs> cumulative so amount of money that's being it. paid to people that aren't working. Did you see locally who's getting involved in the realignment game? Oh. Delaware going Temple? to com- Delaware going oh. to Conference yeah. USA, going to Division One. All right, Th- this is what we're spending the rest of our time on. All right, you pick them. We got three minutes left. We don't want to talk about. <laughs> Come on, Grumpy, let's go. Why can't, we, why can't we talk about James Dolan again? Sure, bring it up. Isn't uh, he like suing th- th- Toronto this, now? This this moron's decided that he's going to sue the Toronto Raptors. Come on, give me my legal brief from an attorney perspective on how ridiculous uh, uh, this whole thing is. Okay, in the last so, so apparently he's decided that instead of going through the regular channels that NBA owners go through, which is to go to to Adam Silver and let him deal with this, they he's decided he's going to sue them in court over one of their low-level coaching statistical guys, whatever, supposedly taking a bunch of information as he left for the Raptors. Now, a lot of this is scouting information. And if it's scouting information like video and things like that, you're still going to have to show that that information is a trade secret or proprietary. I don't know if a bunch of cut up video is going to stand up in court as being proprietary. This isn't something that, as far as I can tell and looked at, it was ever actually decided by a court before, but it's not something that should ever be decided. By oh, a court. James, James Dolan <laughs> making precedent. James Dolan literally removed himself from the board and, and then made a snotty comment about it that nobody's going to miss him, which for the first time. You agree with James Dolan? <laughs> at, at, no. <laughs> yes, I agree with James Dolan. And it. Everybody, every other owner in, in the NBA agreed with James Dolan 
and that yes nobody's going to miss you from the board of governors nobody cares yeah. <laughs> see ya i yeah. look at i saw that story and i was like oh you're gonna like that one as soon as the lawsuit was it, it, it's it's just baffling how i mean look we've had charles oakley on talk He's about no his love fan of, yes of dolan as well <laughs> dolan can't do anything right but he keeps making money he does uh Final minute, Jeff. Worst owner in sports. Uh, yes, worst owner in sports. Can we talk mm-hmm. Sixers in the final minute? You can. Uh, they're not in the in-season tourney. We talked a nope. little bit about people watching. Uh, Joel Embiid gonna... finally didn't play a couple games. Yeah, uh, you still feeling good about this team? Where's your Where's your head? I wasn't feeling good before, but <laughs> <laughs> but, but I but I do look. I I think Kelly Oubre once he gets back, I think Batum has fit in very well. I actually think that Daryl Morey did a really good job in in what he got in return from Harden. Okay, you want to talk and, about you want to talk about hate watching? Like I don't yeah. hate watch, but I definitely you're, think you're you've now become a fan of watching Clippers games to root against them. Yes, I enjoy watching. That's you, but yes, that's me. That's where I mm-hmm. am at this point in my life. Uh, but uh, real fast, Mark Cuban selling out to uh, the the Adelsons. Yeah, but he's still going to be in control of the team. Best deal ever, That's what right? Doesn't make, he gets what? Three and a half billion dollars and he still gets to his toy. Best deal ever. Shark, yeah. shark tank taught him well. Any, <laughs> any final thoughts, Jeff? That is the final thought. <laughs> that's, that's where you're going to let me leave it for the week. Three and a half million dollars and still in control of your toy. Yes. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Make sure to join us next Friday night to help you start your weekend in style. Have a great one and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.